What is up, Airheads? Another Thursday, another episode. I know you're excited, um, just because we're back to regular content and you're not hearing me drone on about things that you've already watched. So, excited to be back. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I was in Alaska over Easter weekend visiting my boyfriend and I obviously that's kind of a long flight it's technically seven hours in total but I had connecting flight from Denver to Seattle and then from Seattle to Alaska so it made me really really ponder airports what I love about them what I hate about them how they make me feel just the overall issue of airports at hand. So, because I was spending so much time in them to get to all these flights. And this trip was kind of a nightmare, uh, what one may call a flight fiasco. When I arrived at DIA, because I am from Denver, first of all, we'll talk about DIA later, but I, you know, I was there and then I get some messages. It's like, your flight is delayed because of weather. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? It is 65 degrees out. So I'm like, okay, it must be Seattle. No, Seattle, it wasn't even raining. So I was like, okay, what the actual fuck? So my flight got delayed and it got delayed to the point where I would miss my connecting flight. So then a bitch had to go wander all over the airport to fucking reach someone at fucking Delta. It was a fiasco, and then it ended up costing me $300, which I actually didn't even need to spend because Delta rebooked me on the flight that I bought so that I wouldn't miss getting to Alaska by Friday. It was a shit show. A shit show. I'm just glad I got there on time because I honestly was like, look, if I don't get there by Friday, I'm coming back to Denver. Like, this is so frustrating. And then on my way back... It was kind of fiasco. I thought I had a UTI, TMI, I know, but I thought I did. Turns out I didn't, thank God, but I had to keep peeing every five minutes, so I had to switch my window seat to an aisle seat. I asked a really nice lady, I was like, would you like my window seat? She was like, fuck yeah, I want your window seat. So I sat in the aisle seat, and then I didn't even have to pee once I got on the plane. So that was really stupid. Um, but the weird thing that I was really trying to get to through that whole rant was America lifted domestic flight, the domestic flight mandate, literally while I was sitting in my now aisle seat on the tarmac leaving from SeaTac back to DIA. So that was pretty crazy because I have traveled more in the past two years than I probably have my entire life. And I mean, via airplane. So I'm very used to wearing masks at the airport on an airplane, very used to it. So I was a little bit shocked when that happened. Um, you could hear people screaming. People are obviously very excited. Um, a lot of mixed reviews, though. Some people took off their masks. Some people kept them on. I personally kept mine on until I got my Diet Coke. And then I took it off and just left it off. It really was a surreal feeling, though. A true you-had-to-be-there moment because you could feel the sense of relief. You can also feel a lot of fear. To me, personally, I'm, I know that airplanes are actually really safe for COVID because of the fil air filtration and everything. So, I really wasn't that concerned, but 
you know, I didn't really want people to see me sleeping or like my mouth open or like me drooling or anything disgusting. So that was crazy. Um, can't believe I was there to witness that. And I just had to tell that story because it really was surreal. My other friend was flying back from Alabama at the time and she was like, oh my God, they lifted masks midair. It was just insane. So I'm excited to for my next flight to just see everyone's face and be free of those, I guess. Although I'm assuming a lot of people will still wear, still wear them. So I don't know, pretty crazy. But yeah, I wanted to talk about airports today. I think it's an interesting topic and I have a lot of thoughts about it. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you agree with my thoughts. I don't really know. Let's get into it. So, unfortunately, I am that person. I'm basically your 52-year-old mother who has to be at the airport at least two hours early. And I'm very serious about that. For example, my ex-boyfriend, I was visiting his family down in Austin, Texas, and he is very slack about airports. We'll get there like 40 minutes before. He'll basically be running to his flight. He just doesn't care. And I had told him, I was like, you know, for me, I would really like to be at the airport, you know, at least like an hour early. Like I'll compromise. I'll compromise. Um, to his credit, he did not compromise. <gasps> Big shock. I know. So he was like, no, we're going to get there when I want to get there. And I was like, fuck you. So I made his dad take me to the airport without him the next day. And then he almost missed our flight. So I was like, who is upset now? That's just who I am. I don't like people who do it the other way. And I'm not saying I don't like you as a person. It's just like irritating me. So, you know, you can show up whenever you want. That's fine. But just always know that I won't drive with you. I won't compromise with you. I'm done with it. It's for my own personal sanity. And the reason why I prefer to be at least two hours early, which I know may sound ridiculous and sometimes it can be, and sometimes I do get bored and I'm like, why do I do this? However, I enjoy people watching way too fucking much. I am a judgmental person at heart and Airports are the best places to people watch ever. There's so many people, and I'm always making up stories in my mind, like, where are they going? Where did they come from? What's their story? Is it sad? Is it exciting? Are they visiting someone? Are they on a business trip? I don't know. So many thoughts, and I want to know everything because I'm a naturally curious person. So, yeah, you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be at the airport so that I can people watch my ass off, okay? And not to mention... I like to be there with plenty of time to avoid the crazy stress of security. And you will know what I'm talking about if you've ever been in DIA or O'Hare or just like a LAX, just a huge airport. I unfortunately don't have pre-check because I don't want to have to go through that global interview that you have to do. It just seems like a lot of work. And I don't like the idea of having to be interviewed for something that's not a job. You know, it just seems like a lot of time. I do value pre-check, though, and I understand why people do that. However, I just go through regular security like every other fucking person, and DIA has a hor- horrible security, so that takes a fucking hot minute to get through. Therefore, I like to be early so that I'm avoiding the stress of all that fucking chaos, okay? Um, and normally, I get through pretty quickly, and then it's not even a big deal. Um, I also like to secure myself a little snack, whether that be a, 
you know, cheese and meat package, um, some nerd clusters, some sweet tarts, some trail mix, whatever it is. It could be a whole last meal. I just like to be there to secure the bag. Okay. There is just not enough time in the day. The lines are long and I want to be able to just not have to worry about being late to my flight. I don't want to have to choose between getting my Starbucks or missing my flight. And that's just point blank period. We all know the line in every fucking Starbucks other than SeaTac because they are the home of Starbucks and there's 50 million of them or missing my flight. So I just, I don't like having to choose that. And that actually almost happened to me in Alaska because they only had one Starbucks and the line was actually crazy long. And even with the time I gave myself to get to the airport, I still almost missed my flight to get my coffee. So that just goes to show my point exactly. I also like to grab a little pre-flight drink. I like to take the edge off with a screwdriver, a mimosa if it's the early morning, a gin and tonic if it's the evening, whatever it may be. I like to take the edge off. I'm an anxious person. I need that in my life. And it's also perfect while I'm people watching. So there's that. Those are my reasonings. Then again, you can argue with me and you're like, Isabel, everything in the airport is $30,000. It reminds me of that TikTok. 30,000? Yeah, that's the airport. My Starbucks drink for some reason costs $8 instead of six. Um, Trail mix is $25. It's just bullshit airport prices are bullshit. So that I can agree with for people who eat before or get drinks before or whatever it may be. That I can understand and relate to, but there's just something about the airport that I like to be there early. So fucking judge me. Sue me even. I don't care. Um, that's just who I am and I can't, I, I physically cannot change that part of myself and I won't for anyone anymore ever. Also quick sidebar, I love airport reunions especially of course the military ones because i'm normally an apathetic human being but for some reason when i see those fucking youtube videos i become a ball of tears and the only way to get me to stop from sobbing is ice cream so those nights are something in and of itself entirely however i love airport reunions so whether it's a grandmother waiting for her husband or just anything or anyone, the signs, the balloons, the kisses, the hugs, I think it's so sweet. And I think that's the only time where I'm acceptable of PDA, as long as it's not excessive, because there is an excessive point, okay, people, but I do love that. And I think other people do too. Um, the downside to that is that it's never happened to me. So thanks to no one for that. Um, I think it's just really rude. I would like to experience that one day in my life. And if I don't, I will have considered my life a failure at that point. I am also that person to dress nice to the airport. No, I don't wear stilettos or dresses typically or anything like that. I just look nice. Like I have a cute outfit on. And that's Partly because I'm not a scrub to begin with. I don't often wear sweatpants or sweatshirts unless I'm cold, to be honest. So, 
I always dress fairly nice. And that the biggest reason for that is because I ne- you just never know who you're going to run into, whether it's your ex from high school or some bitch you hated in college or a friend or a celebrity. God, can you even imagine Chris Evans and you're dressed like a toad? Like, no, you never know who you're going to run into or meet or see or anything. And so I just like to be prepared always. In in any aspect of my life, I prefer to be prepared, but this is definitely one of those. I do always bring a jacket or a blanket, though, because for some reason, planes are essentially blowing Arctic air. Like, planes are typically negative 40 degrees for some reason. And if you're one of those people that put the fans on on you, I consider you a sociopath. It's already cold as shit on, on vehicular vessels or aeroplanular vessels. I don't know why you would choose to make yourself colder. No clue. But I always bring a jacket or a blanket to combat that. Blankets are a little bit harder, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, and that's especially annoying in the summer when people are like, why do you have a blanket? Why don't you have a life? Why are you asking me these questions? Also, I would really like to know why the outlets don't work in airports. Everything I've ever plugged into, specifically at DIA, never works. None of the outlets work. I'm like, okay, so y'all bitches have spent how many billions of dollars on this airport and you can't provide me with some electricity? Are you shitting? Are you shitting me? It's something about that. It doesn't, doesn't seem right to me. But ultimately, the airport is an extremely wild place, a zoo perhaps. You see people drinking like Hennessy at seven in the morning for breakfast. Like they won't even have food. Like you just see people getting sloshed. And you're always, to me, I'm always wondering at least whether this is just a continuation of someone's previous night or they're really just trying to get sloshed for this flight that they're about to have. I don't know. It's it's crazy, though. You also see the moms having nervous breakdowns. They're trying to pull all of their kids' shit. All of their kids are carrying stuffed animals. People are, children are crying, screaming, actually. It's very overwhelming. Um, people are hiding drugs or things in places where light doesn't shine because they want it that badly. It's like, what? Um, my personal favorite though is when you see those people running because they're about to miss their flight. So embarrassing. I could never. I'm sorry. Even if I was in, even if I was about to miss my flight, I, I wouldn't. Perhaps a brisk walk, maybe, but there's just no way. No way. And then for some reason, I just feel like Karens are ever more present in the airport atmosphere. And I don't know why. It must get them off for some reason. I will say, though, that first class is always worth it. So worth it. Especially, I mean, obviously, if you're going to take an international flight, I wouldn't know. But I will always choose to upgrade if it's not, like, crazy expensive. Like, if it's within the realm of possibility, I'll just buy it and upgrade. I don't care. Because basically, then, I'm already, with the cost I would have to pay for my checked bags, I'm basically getting that free with first class and with all the benefits so it's obviously like why not and not to mention you get the free alcohol in the nice cups they come in nice glass cups um sometimes they even have garnishes like the drinks are phenomenal 
Um, you get a gourmet snack, if you can even call it gourmet. I highly doubt it. Um, but it's nice. It's nice to even have the option to get a meal, you know? I also will say that the extra legroom makes a big difference. If you're anything like me, I have noodle arms and I have noodle legs and I like to stretch out. I like my personal space, which people tend to intrude on all the time at airports. Hence, all the more reason to get more legroom when you can. And the bathroom is a little bit bigger. Not that that even matters because I almost religiously never go to bathrooms on airplanes. I will hold my pee till the end of time. And that's mostly because I'm almost always sitting in the window seat and I don't want to get up and like get into people's way, knock people's shit over. No, just no. I prefer not. Um, And the lounges are bougie. The first lounge I ever went into was a United Lounge and I got a little bit too drunk. Just a tad, just a tad too drunk. And then I got yelled at by the United flight attendant even though the people next to me were literally singing out loud. So that was shitty. Fuck United. That's all I have to say. I'm a Delta bitch, like if I'm being honest, or an American. I, I like American or Alaska. Those are my top three, air, top three top tier airlines for sure. That's, I mean, I honestly hate all airlines for certain reasons, but those are my top three. I specifically say that because Every single airline seems to oversell or overbook tickets, and I hate it even more that, you know, not only does that inconvenience you and everyone else, but it's like, I hate that they have never offered a voucher on any flight that I go on. It always seems to be someone else's flight where they're offering like a $1,000 voucher if you just stay an extra night. It's like, I would take that in a second, but it's never been offered to me, and it makes me, it makes me upset. It really does. I'm also a person who always checks a bag. Nearly always. Nearly always. I always check a bag. That is one thing that you need to know about me is that I do not travel light anywhere. Whether it's an airplane, a road trip, whatever it may be. I overpack to the extreme because I have this incessant need to be prepared for any and all events. Like, who knows? I may be going to a wedding that I don't even know about. Okay, I need to have a long dress. Like, you just never know what's going to happen to you, what what you're going to need on your trip. So, I just really, really like to be prepared. And it's actually so embarrassing. One time, I was going on an ex's family reunion and I brought my huge suitcase. We were all terrified that it was going to be more than 50 pounds, which is concerning, but it wasn't. And my ex's mom was just pissed at me because she, because I was making him lug it around and she was like, oh my God, that's so hard on my son. I'm like, yeah, well, he can do that for all the emotional turmoil he put me through. Anyways, (laughs) anyways, Mexico did make me rethink about checking a bag. So, I went to Cancun last summer and I checked a bag and I also brought a carry-on bag. My friends that were going all did carry-ons and I didn't really get it. I was like, guys, we need all the outfits. We need all the photos. And when we got to Mexico, we get through security and whatever. And then we get to my hotel and I'm changing my outfit and I went to go change my jewelry. Well, guess what? All my fucking jewelry is gone. The entire fucking thing. All of it. And luckily, none of it was crazy expensive, honestly. But it was so upsetting. 
And when I say upsetting, I mean so, so upsetting. I thought maybe I had lost it. I was looking everywhere. I just couldn't find it. So, so sad, honestly. So yeah, that made me rethink bringing a check bag because all my shit was stolen. I also hate the weight, though, of a carry-on. Like, I don't like lugging shit around the airport because I'm already, like, moving around the airport quite often and I don't like lugging shit. And I also don't like the idea of having to awkwardly stow it in the stowage bin. It just makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to do that. I will say, though, now that I'm thinking about it, pre-check, there are benefits, obviously, but the biggest one is not having to take off your fucking shoes. That is the worst part, honestly, of airports because you just know that that floor is disgusting as fuck. You know you can probably contract malaria on that floor alone. It's concerning. I just had to say that. I just did. I will say I have developed, ever since election day 2020, I have developed horrid flight anxiety to the point where I sought out someone for medication that would sedate me on a flight and to the point where I almost literally thought I would never fly again, which is really upsetting to me because I used to be that person who's totally excited about airports. I loved flying. Travel day was my favorite day and now I just dread it. Um, and I think it's because after like developing such terrible anxiety, my worst fear of all time is being in a plane crash. And so when I'm up in the air, that's almost essentially all I think about. And obviously that shouldn't be something on my mind because it's not necessarily a common thing. And they obviously go through tests and would probably know if something was wrong, but I just get really bad anxiety. Luckily, my last trip was doable so it was fine. It's just annoying that I have that. So I still like traveling, but now I just hate the traveling part, and I think that that just sucks for me. I'm also just too antsy to be sitting still for that long. Like, a flight any longer than two hours is so hard on me because I need to be able to stretch. I need to be able to walk around. I need to be able to, like, think outside of that space and this is what makes me think I don't know if I can handle an international flight because when you mix anxiety and ADHD and antsiness, you get an insane person and no one needs that. So, COVID flying though was where it was at. Not only because middle seats were closed so you didn't have to sit next to a random stranger, you got a little bit more room, you could put your shit there. That was beautiful. But you also like airplanes were relatively empty. I've never seen airports like as with less people than I have during COVID for obvious reasons, but that was beautiful as well. And then tickets were just cheap as fuck, honestly. I was traveling probably two times a month and most of the time my tickets were under 150 round trip, which is pretty crazy, all things considering. Now they've obviously skyrocketed and it's essentially impossible to fly anymore, but I miss that. That's one of the benefits of COVID for sure. I'm also unfortunately that bitch that can't sleep on planes. And I really envy people who can just fall asleep, not even just on planes, but anywhere. I can't do that because obviously the anxiety is coursing through, but I just, there's so many, so many sounds and I don't like the idea of sleeping 30,000 feet in the air. I don't know. Very uncomfortable. 
I do have something personal though, and I don't think it's that personal because I saw TikTok about it and I was like, oh, maybe this is everyone. Does everyone have like a takeoff song? And by that, I mean something they specifically choose to be the soundtrack of their departure because I do. It changes every time. Last time it was Overjoyed by Matchbox 20. Great song. I just like the idea, you know, it's the soundtrack you feel like you're in a music video more than ever than in that moment so you gotta have a song picked out for sure speaking of departure and arrival i get super fucking confused because departure and arrival essentially mean the same things to me because not only am i departing but i'm also arriving to the airport like i'm departing and arriving to the airport at the same time and i think the signs need to be more clear and i know that's coming from a a stupid person but i would appreciate it I also get pissed that the Wi-Fi never fucking works. I'm sorry, I just thought of that, but that that really makes me upset. (sighs) The other thing that makes me upset is I have never, ever felt the need to be those people that immediately stand up when the plane lands. Like, I get you need to stretch your legs or whatever, but, like, the rush to get in the aisle to leave, like, you're in row 37. I think you can wait a few minutes, like, just chill on your phone. I just, what is the rush? Same with the people who stand at the gate to board, even when their class hasn't even been called yet. So there's just these hordes of people blocking tons of airport space. Like, calm down. Your seat is not going to change. Like, your assigned seat is your assigned seat. I don't understand it. I don't. And it also makes me mad when people steal seats. This did happen to me. So I was flying back from Vegas to DIA. And I had the window seat because I pay extra to sit in the window seat. I don't care. I will have a window seat. Sitting in a window seat. And this bitch comes up to me and she goes, you're in my seat. And I was like, you're a liar. Like, look at my ticket. She goes, it says the same on mine. And I'm like, I doubt it. I really doubt it. So the flight attendant sees us going back and forth. First of all, I'm hungover. I was just in Vegas. I was like, I really don't want to be arguing with your ratchet ass right now. Like, just sit in your seat. It's a fucking hour flight i think you'll live without a fucking window and so then i found out she's in the middle she's supposed to be in the middle seat next to me but the flight attendant comes up and he's like let me both see your tickets and she was like why do you need to see my ticket and he was like well you you're saying that you're supposed to be and blah 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 blah. and she was like whatever and throws her ticket at the flight attendant and just sits in the middle seat where she was supposed to be sitting and then she gets on the phone after this issue is reportedly resolved. She gets on the phone before we take off and she's bitching to her other friend somewhere on the plane. And she's like, yeah, this bitch wouldn't move and I'm stuck in the middle seat. And I'm like, this isn't real. Like, life is not real. It was awful. So, and that kind of gave me PTSD, I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, people really fucking suck. But ultimately... I'm a window seat gal, and not a lot can change that, even with flight anxiety, because I still love a good view. I do see the benefits of aisle if you're someone who has to pee a lot, but truly, there's no benefit to the middle, like, at all. Literally at all, unless you're surrounded by, like, family or friends, but even then. Also, ear popping is the bane of my existence. I did figure out how to get rid of it. You essentially hold your nose closed, and then blow it at the same time, boom, pop, it's a beautiful feeling. I also fucking hate children. I don't like children 
anyways, but especially not on flights. Like, the last flight I was on, there was a screaming baby, and I was like, this is why we have birth control. Like, this is why. This is exactly why. And unfortunately, I'm just that person that thinks not everyone should suffer for your personal decision to have children. And because I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. I did not. Ultimately, though, I would like to try out a private jet one day. I think smaller planes are more turbulent, so I don't know how much I would care for that, but that is something I, I should try. And getting back to DIA on, like, a last note, if you don't already know this, and I'm sure you do because I feel like everyone has, DIA is full of conspiracies. Full of them. People are saying, like, there's Nazi tunnels, and it's shaped like a swastika, and this is where rich people are going to bunk out during doomsday. I don't even know. There's so many. The place is rampant with conspiracy theories. The artwork is supposedly racist. I, I have no idea. I really have no idea. I haven't really put much thought into it. It is fascinating, though. I will say, though, the orange and blue stallion, if you've ever been to Denver, it's a Bronco, actually, but whatever. It's a statue, like, when you get in, when you drive into DIA, and it has red eyes. And it is probably the most horrifying piece of artwork I've ever seen in my entire life. And it what makes it more horrifying is that the guy the architect, the builder, or whatever, who made that, died while making it. So, if that's not haunted or some omen shit, then I don't know what is, and I really don't fuck with that statue. Um, so, I'd approve if they would, like, take that down. That's just me, though. I don't know. I would enjoy it, though. <laughs> I don't know. To me, DIA is just so ugly. Like, the place that is supposed to resemble the Rocky Mountains, like, with the peaks... And to me, it just looks like a circus tent. It really does. It looks like a giant circus tent. And then there's always construction, which always it impedes my life in some way, which is why security's so bad, which is why people get so confused. There's certain things blocked off. It's a shit show. And I blame everyone for it. And I hate everyone for it. Point blank, period. Anyways, that's my cue damn and my computer's screaming at me i hope you guys have had a good thursday and i hope you guys have a good weekend and i hope you guys will tune in next week for another episode because may is the start of my birthday month and i'm so excited for this month's rollout of podcasts it's gonna be a lot of fun lots of topics and i just i'm glad we can get back in the rhythm again so without further ado i'll talk to y'all next thursday and don't forget it's ginger spice and everything nice. See ya.